On this prequel episode, we've got our Breaking Dawn Part 1 fan reaction, and we're previewing Breaking Dawn Part 2. Well, welcome back to this film's podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books. You're listening to this on a Saturday, if you're listening to this when it comes out. So we're doing a little mini in-between episode just to preview Breaking Dawn Part 2, which will be out this coming Wednesday, the final installment of our 2020 summer series. Uh, so we're going to do our patron shout-outs like usual. We're going to do, uh, and then we got fan reaction for Breaking Dawn Part 1, and then a quick movie preview, some fun facts about Breaking Dawn Part 2, and that'll wrap up this little mini prequel episode. So let's get into it with our patron Shoutouts. No new patrons in the last few days, but we do have all of our Academy Award winning patrons, and they are Winchester's Never Die, Kelly Napier, Gray Hightower, Eli Youngs, Gratch, Just Gratch, Shelby Says Black Lives and Trans Lives Matter, Supernatural is Good, but it's not really worth all the time required, and Alina Delet Kolova. Thank you all, as always, your support means the world to us and we appreciate it very much katie let's go ahead and do our breaking dawn part one fan poll follow-up yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man all right so on facebook we had two votes both of them were for the movie i think facebook continues to bury our bury our stuff yeah 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 uh, we didn't have any comments regarding uh, the book versus the movie, um, but Ashley had some interesting insight on Mormonism within the text, which we talked about a little bit yeah. in our last prequel episode, the prequel to part one. Um, and Ashley said... And in the main episode. Yeah. I and the, yeah. A bit, yeah. Um, Ashley said... So listening to all of your Twilight episodes, it's so evident how Mormonism influenced Stephanie Meyer's writing. I'm not an ex-Mormon or expert on the subject, but I took many religious studies classes in my undergrad. I believe that abstaining from human blood has to do with the word of wisdom dietary restrictions in the Mormon faith. They don't drink alcohol nor hot drinks, which they interpret as coffee or tea. Mormons have a verse in their scripture that speaks of being white and delightsome, which has have been actually changed over time to being pure and delightsome. <laughs> Not sure that's better. Um, after critiques of the church being racist, along with not allowing people of color to be full members of the church until the 1970s. And I believe that policy was due to, like I said, the Mark of Cain or whatever mm-hmm. um, being... Essentially, I believe it was Mormon doctrine that that people of color were, in fact, somehow cursed. Yeah. Like, basically, to some extent. Uh, And I feel like Renezame's existence and Jacob imprinting on her has to do with the Mormon belief, for lack of a better way of explaining, our spirits are eternal and floating out in, like, spirit goo until we choose the family we should belong to. Hmm. It's like individual predestination, question mark. Um, It gives the connection of Bella and Jacob a deeper meaning and more of a purpose. Also, Renesmee, have you seen those Utah (laughs) baby name memes? (laughs) 
<laughs> um, those are the big things that I noticed outside of Bella's modesty and the traditional gender roles that you both have talked about that highlight the Mormon culture woven into the story. Mm-hmm. Thank you again for this amazing summer series. Awesome. Thank you, Ashley. That was fascinating. Twitter. What did Twitter think? So we had 15 votes on Twitter. Five of them were for the book and 10 for the movie. We did not, however, have anyone defend the book. Mm. But we did have some comments. Um, At April Edmansky said, This might be the worst movie. Did anyone notice how terrible the werewolves looked? But for me, it wins over the book because of the montage where, but because the montage where Bella becomes a vampire made me cry. Damn you, Carter Burwell. Mm -hmm. Was the uh, composer for this one, who was also the composer for the original movie, Mm -hmm. Uh, and he did. Did he not work on the other two? No, um, that was. um, I talked about it in one of the prequels. At least one of them, Eclipse or New Moon, I can't remember which, was uh, the guy who did um, Lord of the Rings. Um, Oh, that's right. Now I'm blanking on his name. But, yeah, at least one of those was was the Lord of the Rings guy. And then he uh, Carter Burwell did the first one and then both part one and part two. Oh, gotcha. Breaking Dawn. At Shelby Suderman said, I assumed I was going to pick the movie because it wouldn't have the same conversations about how noble Bella is acting or Stephanie Meyer's attempts to channel Rick Reardon during the Percy Jacobson section but I was pleasantly surprised by the movie. I appreciated that they added an action scene at the end and that Edward is allowed to be angry at Bella in the movie, which felt far more realistic. I also liked the reference to the Twilight movie where Charlie and Renee find the graduation caps on the wall mm-hmm. and, the end chain, and the change at the end where Edward thinks the transformation isn't working. Side note, I haven't seen or read Rosemary's Baby, but it sounds like the anti-Breaking Dawn, hmm. so I'm probably going to get it get to it sooner rather than later. Interesting. Yeah, that's... Uh, I have never seen... I've never seen Rosemary's it either, Baby. but now that I, mean, I think about it, yeah. I guess it would kind of be like an anti-Breaking Dawn. A little bit, Dawn. yeah. A little bit. Um, and going back to April's quote, uh, the werewolves don't look great in this one, but they don't... I don't know if they look as bad as that one shot from... But they don't look great in that fight at the end. But there's mm-hmm. that one shot in Eclipse or whatever where, or I think it's Eclipse, where Bella pets Jacob. And that one looked terrible. Uh, I'm sure we'll see lots more of the wolves in, in yeah. part two. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to Shelby's quote about Stephanie Meyer attempting to channel Rick Reardon mm-hmm. for a second to explain that a little bit because you haven't read any Rick Reardon. I have not read any of So I would not expect you to pick up on this. And Shelby messaged me to ask if I noticed this, and I did once she pointed it out to me. But the Jacob section, there's a definite like stylistic similarity to what Rick Reardon does in the Percy Jackson books. Really? Yeah. Like especially with like the way that the chapter titles are. Yeah, I mean, like I saw the chapter titles, and, and that, yeah. that I felt just she wanted to make a very clear like she wanted uh, that felt like her trying to do something that she thought felt like Jacob, mm-hmm. how he would title chapters. I don't know because like all the <laughs> all the Bella chapters are like vague, like like single words, a lot one of the word time or two and, words, yeah. or you know, just kind of like nebulous things. And so I, I felt like, yeah, the, the, the chapter names in particular definitely felt like a, a distinct choice. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously they were, but it was like, yeah. I didn't know if they necessarily felt like Jacob, but 
I think that's what she thought they felt like, and I don't. I yeah, don't know if they were. They were I don't know. I'm pleased to be past the Jacob section of yes, the book. <laughs> very much. A uh, son of Skyrim at Dragonborn 2008 said, "Well, I've only seen the movie and read the first two books." but I enjoyed the movie nonetheless. It's def not my favorite movie in the series. Part two is my most favorite, but part one was better than the other movies in my opinion. Interesting. I don't, I disagree. Well, I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> I, st- I think I would have to go back and watch them all again. I still think, and it's the worst reviewed one, but I still feel like new moon might be the best one, <laughs> even though it's literally the worst reviewed one, <laughs> but I've only seen them all once now. So, <laughs> I am looking forward to part two, though. At Ray62 said, Thanks for this lighthearted review. Seriously, I hated the majority of this book. It had a few good moments, though. The real horror of everything about the pregnancy and the birth. It was very well written, and I felt all of it. I can't presume to know Meyer's agenda regarding Bella's choices in Breaking Dawn, but if it is what you say, it certainly backfired. Everyone I know who was reading the books at the time were horrified at Bella's decision and just added to the Bella and Stephanie hate. And, I, you know, I feel like there's some truth to that. that. Yeah. I, I can't think of a single person that I knew who was reading the books at the time who were like, this rocks. Yeah. I mean, it is true. She goes through a nightmare and then dies. Yeah. And if vampires don't exist, which they don't, <laughs> then she, then she it's actually dies. a pretty solid yeah. uh, uh, um, pro-choice story. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> look what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's interesting. And finally, Kelly Napier at Standby for Live said, I'm voting for the movie because you can visually see Robert Pattinson's total distaste for what he's doing. He breaks character like it's an SNL skit, and I am here for it. Yes, uh, there are definitely quite a few scenes that you can you can tell that uh, old, old, old Bob Pat- Pattinson was not not <laughs> feeling it anymore. <laughs> Which I actually have a uh, a quote about in my Breaking Dawn Part 2 movie facts. I've had a bad habit of underestimating you. Every obstacle you faced, I think you couldn't overcome it. And you just did. I didn't expect you to seem so... you? My time as a human was over. But I never felt more alive. I thought we would be safe forever. But forever isn't as long as I'd hoped. I have to report a crime. The Collins, they've done something terrible. Walter, thanks for an estimation to mortal child. She was born, not bitten. She grows every single day. Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 is a 2012 film directed again by Bill Condon and again written by Melissa Rosenberg, starring all of our returning cast. The film made $829 million worldwide against a budget of $136 million. It was the sixth highest grossing film of 2012 and the highest grossing in the entire series. The film is rated 49% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and has a 52 out of 100 on Metacritic. Let's recap them all one final time. Part one was 21%, uh, Breaking Dawn part one was 21% or 25% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. 
and 45 out of 100 on Metacritic, and it was down near the bottom. Eclipse had a 48% fresh, 58 on Metacritic. New Moon, 28% fresh, 44 on Metacritic. And Twilight, 49% fresh, 56 on Metacritic. So this puts it up there with Eclipse and Twilight as, like, the best, highest reviewed, essentially. Kind of on par exactly with uh, with Twilight, with the first one. Mm. Sarah, uh, I have some reviews here from uh, some pulled some choice reviews. <laughs> Sarah Stewart of the New York Post writes of the film. Finally, someone took the source material at its terribly written word and stopped treating the whole affair so seriously, <laughs> which is something we pointed out in part one. Uh, Manola Dargis of the New York Times said, Despite the slow start, Mr. Condon closes the series in fine, smooth style. He gives fans all the lovely flowers, conditioned hair, and lightly erotic, dreamy kisses they deserve. <laughs> uh, and then the last review I have here is from Justin Chang of Variety, who praised the performance of Kristen Stewart, Stewart saying, No longer a mopey, lo- lower-lip-biting emo girl. This Bella is twitchy, feral, formidable, and fully energized, a goddess even among her exalted bloodsucker brethren. I am pretty excited to see Kristen Stewart get to do something different. A different thing, yes. Yeah, in this series. Should be interesting. I, I've thought she's been fine in the whole series. Oh, um, yeah. No, I know, I know. I'm not saying you. But, like, I, yeah, but it will be fun to see her do something different. I mm-hmm. think, that, I also think. I'm rewriting the series. She's turning into a vampire, like somewhere towards the, the, at least the two thirds mark, if not the halfway mark, as opposed to like, yeah, the five <laughs> sixths part or whatever. So I thought this was interesting. This is something I found when I was researching for the first movie, but uh, thought it made more sense here. Producers apparently considered releasing the part two in 3D to differentiate the time before and after Bella becomes a vampire. Huh. Uh, it was an idea originally proposed for Eclipse. I assume when they proposed it for Eclipse, they just meant doing it in 3D, mm-hmm. not for any, like, thematic reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the producer said they would leave the decision up to Condon. Condon said that if the if he was going to do it in 3D, he would want to shoot it with proper equipment in real 3D, as was done with, like, Avatar and stuff, and not convert it in post, because that there's a very noticeable difference. Like, Avatar in 3D is actually really cool-looking, mm-hmm. and, and you can tell, you know, there's a pretty... Um, distinct and noticeable difference between something that's actually shot for 3d versus something that's post-processed to be 3d i think it's an interesting idea because that is a whole thing with bella's um once she becomes a vampire you know the way she sees the world is completely different yeah yeah that is interesting like thematically i think it would have been an interesting choice if they would have actually done it they did not so uh, Kristen stewart said about her day her final day of filming and her final moment as bella quote After that scene, my true final scene, I felt like I could shoot up into the night sky and every pore of my body would shoot light. I felt lighter than I have ever felt in my entire life. (laughs) Robert Pattinson thought the day was, quote, amazing and commented, quote, I then asked myself why we didn't do this in those four years. Every difficult moment just vanished, end quote. I'm not sure what that means. Like, why we didn't stop film? I don't know. I then asked myself why we didn't do this in those four years. Every difficult moment just vanished. I'm not sure what that means. I don't, I don't get it. But that was the quote I found, like, on several websites. And I was like, what? somebody interpret maybe this they, for me? Maybe they all, like, smoked weed together yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, uh, uh, just a few more here. I thought this was interesting. So, uh, according to, uh, uh, this is IMDb trivia, but... 
So to protect Mackenzie Foy, who plays Renesmee, one of the older Renesmees, mm-hmm. uh, on the set, Bill Condon set up a swear jar where that any cat, because she was like eight or something yeah. at the time, uh, any cast and crew members caught swearing or uttering profanities were fined on the spot, and then they used the amount collected in the jar and donated it to St. Jude's Children's Hospital, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Um, speaking of Mackenzie Foy, besides her, ten actresses portray the rapidly growing Renesmee throughout the course of the film, as well as the CGI baby. <laughs> um, that CGI baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 10 babies, though, or 10 actresses. And the final uh, fun fact, there actually wasn't a ton for this one, which I thought was interesting. Uh, the end credits are for the entire series, hmm. not just this installment. Uh, this is also the only movie in, this, in the whole series that has a full opening credits as well, which, boy, do I love opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was it for uh, my, my, my short little fun facts. I didn't want to make it too long. So where can you watch this? Uh, same as last time. First off, always check your local library. Support your local libraries. Second, if you're in the U.S., you can watch this on Hulu. Third, uh, you can watch it on IMDb TV. You can go to the IMDb.com and sign in to their website, and you can watch it with ads. It's also available through Amazon Prime in the U.S. Uh, through like IMDb, essentially the same way. You have to watch it with ads. Um, it and the rest of the Twilight movies left full Amazon Prime on August 31st when they moved to Hulu. Uh, it's also available on the Roku channel if you have a Roku, available with ads there. Or if you have Freeform TV through a cable provider or um, satellite provider, you can watch it on Freeform TV. And it's also available to rent for 4 bucks on pretty much every other streaming service. Uh, or you can support your local uh, movie. Go to Family Video and rent it. Yeah. All those are your options. Lots of places to watch it. <sighs> Almost done. I got about 200 more pages to read-ish. And then wrapping this thing up. Very exciting. <laughs> We're struggling through the last last little stretch here. I'm actually not. I, I, I I'll say this. Uh, the first half of this book was very tough mm-hmm. and was just bad. And then also I knew what was how the first half was going to end. Like yeah. I was like, okay, she's going to turn it. She's going to have give birth and turn into a vampire. It, and so it was just like, can we just get to that? Now I don't know what's going to happen. And, and I'm actually enjoying it. I'm finding it interesting reading about her, her after the transformation and like learning to become a, this should have been happened so long ago. Yeah. And it was like both her like coming to like dealing with being a vampire and like all of this is actually interesting to me and I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm actually enjoying it. Unlike the first half of this book. So I'm actually cruising through <laughs> uh, re- uh, relatively. I'm, I'm kind of cruising through comparatively uh, to the first half of Breaking Dawn. So I just don't want it anymore. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you almost don't have to anymore. Except for life and death. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. Uh, yep. Yeah, come back in uh, a few days. Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday night for patrons. Wednesday morning for the rest of you. Uh, and until that time, guys, gals, non-binary, everybody else. Keep reading books. Watching movies. And keep, keep being, being awesome. awesome.